Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, here alongside my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. Saying goodbye to Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week. Important week. Goodbye, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's let's dive right into it. Let's roll. Let's talk about it. What were your overall feelings and takeaways from this finale? Overall, look on on the whole, it was good. Uh, I really think they they hit the points they needed to hit. Um, you know, we'll we'll go bit by bit, but the ending, uh, the very ending that had no people on screen, just kind of the title. I thought it was a nice touch. I thought that was cool. I thought that yeah, was cool. Yeah, it was a nice touch. Um, there were, I think, aspects of this finale that I liked. Okay. But overall, I thought that it was like it was their worst episode. I'll tell you, it did not season. light me on fire. Yeah, and it was very like underwhelming. Yes, as a climax. So, and and I I had my issues with uh, WandaVision, as you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed myself mm-hmm. watching it, but I think their finale was probably more interesting than this finale. Yes, this. Where so let's. I think this was a better series than that. Yeah, I think I probably it's tough to say because I really did enjoy like the week to week conversation mm. we were able to have with WandaVision. Yes, that's very true. Um, which made it fun. This was like a different kind of fun, I guess. I, yes. I looked forward to every episode. I Certainly. thought they did a I thought the um like the highs of this show, the moments that they had right. probably higher than WandaVisions. I have to agree. But the but I thought it might have been a little bit um I don't know. I I think those were further between than WandaVision highs if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, there I weren't follow. as many of them. I follow you. Um well, let's get it. let's get into the episode. So, we had Sam showing up at the GRC vote in a brand new costume. Brand new. While the Flag Smashers are, are keeping everyone hostage. Um, you've got Bucky and Sharon Carter shows up as well, wearing her mask. Um, John Walker also shows up too. Um, Carter basically reveals that she's the power broker, which we kind of figured. We kind of um, figured. Definitive and- now. As Sam Wilson is trying to reason with Carly Morgenthau, um, that, I, I mean, I'm kind of jumping ahead because there well, was a lot like to skip. With yes, this. like there, there's the whole like everything going moments. on there, like where you know they're they're trying to ca- essentially they're trying to catch Carly because she's had a horrible plan in I don't know what they were trying to accomplish kidnap these people that that was actually kidnapping that was convoluted because yeah essentially what are you because she starts off saying you know that's the last resort we're ready to kill them if we have to but it's the last resort and then essentially 
only tries to kill them from that point on. Right. And like it's every just... action she takes is to kill everybody in those trucks. And, and it was just kind of counter to the character they were trying to build in her. It was it just seemed... like a because a then you had like half the episode you have San, the new captain, brand new Captain America chasing right. after a, a helicopter. One guy with three hostages in a helicopter yeah. instead of like the main people. Like that just made no sense to me whatsoever that that's that, what, made, that was the approach. That made no sense. And you know what? Let me give you a uh, an example of, of what I think they were going for, but did it poorly. So Morgenthau is, do you remember the movie The Rock? Okay. Of course I do. Of course you do. So, and as should any American. Um, the Rock has Ed Harris yes. take hostages on... Mm-hmm. The Rock on Alcatraz. Yes. Okay. And he's got mercenaries with him and they're gung-ho and they're ready to take lives and launch these missiles and everything. But at the end, spoiler alert, one, two, three, when it falls apart, Ed Harris is like, listen, we bluffed. They called it. What do you think? I'm a madman. Right. And, and then his mercenaries kind of take over. Right. I think that's what they wanted out of the Morgenthau but it was uh, the opposite. Exactly. Instead I, of the exactly. lackeys, like she said, the mercenaries, it. It, she was the right. one who was going for it. So it was, it was flipped that way. It was, I and it like well. what you said. I think yeah. that would have been a really cool approach for them to take. That would have made a better um, show. Yeah, I think so too. I There you go. Um, so uh, yeah, essentially once they're all together, right? You have Carly running away yes. she runs into sharon carter mm. and batrock who yes. reveals that sharon carter was the one who called him she's the power broker they're yeah. kind of going back and forth they all basically shoot each other sharon kills batrock and carly shoots um sharon who apparently that was just a flesh wound even though she yeah. got shot directly in the stomach um and then Sam shows up, so he doesn't realize that Sharon's the power broker because he right. comes in after that's revealed to us, right? Yeah, and then he's trying to reason revenge. with Carly. He won't fight her back, and then Carly's about to shoot him, and Sharon kills Carly Morgenthau. Right. Now, can I go back to my, my perennial complaint in the movies, the the TV shows of any across both DC and Marvel, any superhero. Okay, okay. my complaint is, you like you can leap off a building, land on your knee, and still be fine and get up and sprint, but a bullet to the left side of your abdomen takes you out. Yeah, my only thing with that is, I know she put a couple shots into her couple so shots i'll give them that but like if it was that situation like why is sharon carter completely fine and walking not even going to yes. the hospital just walking away from the crime scene with a bullet in her gut and walking carly away. is dead um but they did put a they sharon got a couple shots off on on carly yeah i'll give you another great example another like callback uh in the dc tv universe mm-hmm Flash, Grant Gustin's Flash. Yeah. When he gets hurt, 
he's hurt and he has super healing, fast healing. Right. But he ha- he's out of it for a day. Oh, I got mm-hmm. stabbed in the leg with an icicle. I'm out of it for a day. Right. Um, I slid. We have to make my costume anti friction proof or whatever it is or so that when I slide on the ground. Put fric- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't just rip off all the skin on my body. I, I think Marvel's doing an amazing job, but now that they are branching out with all these different into TV. Yes. Because they now they to, have, t- they have yes. time to like address little address things it. like that. Address it. Whereas in a movie, obviously you're, you're not, you're going to skip over a bunch of stuff, right? Which this again, like I think this show suffers from them trying to cram so much into like, even though we got, listen, we got six hours of yeah. this show but they're still trying to fit so much in that it, it spreads them thin in certain areas. Definitely. Now, uh, one thing that I th- thought was interesting that, that I saw um, online was hmm. apparently, or maybe I heard it in a podcast, one of the two. Right apparently, on. there was an entire plot line that, basically the flag smashers were using a weaponized virus. Like okay. that was supposed to be their plan. Cause like right. you remember in like episode two, they're stealing medicine or something like that. Yes. And you never really find out why. So apparently right. there, there was a whole plot line where they were stealing medicine and they obviously had to completely rewrite and basically edit around that because they had already filmed everything because uh, with Mm -hmm. coronavirus they didn't want any virus anything in their show so that might be why like carly's plan made zero sense at all and certain things like seemed really out of place we didn't get much like connection with sharon carter being power broker that seemed like a very like thin plot line yeah that they had going on especially considering like you would think that she would be a bigger presence on the show if she's the one that's getting the end credit scene correct you know what i mean like they must have had to cut a ton of her stuff her story maybe because of that i don't know it's, I mean, it's a bit of a shame if that's the case. I mean, they, I think they brought along Julie Louis Dreyfus perfectly. Yeah, I think they did a good job. But they, they blew it on um, Carter. Yeah. Well, like apparently, that, Julia you know. Louis Dreyfus was, is supposed to be in Black Widow. Okay. So but that that's would even, have been a much yeah. a different reveal. True. In this show, had she shown up. So a lot of stuff got messed up from them having to do things out of order and re-edit and I, change storylines and stuff like that. I'll go out on a limb and say, I think they're better off that they did push back. I think these shows serve Black Widow more than the Black Widow movie would have served television shows i think doing it this way helps the movie i think that's fine yeah i i I could agree with that um so anyways after carly gets killed sam carries her out does this whole speech with the uh the world leaders the grc to i don't know i guess they were voting on putting like 
refugees into camps yes, or something that is what like I got kicking people that. out of their countries or something i don't know that yeah. seemed again very like not well explained and no. kind of incoherent what everyone's plans are in in this show That's um correct. he makes this really on the nose speech yeah um about why that's not right and all this stuff and then you get like john walker redeems himself kind of um he gets now, his new suit and becomes can, u.s let's, agent let's pause there for a minute if we might okay don't you feel i mean i know at the end he's he's with you know dreyfus julie dreyfus and he's still kind of like we need a u.s agent so he's kind of still bad because mm-hmm. we we assume that she is bad and from what we know of the character um but i don't know i don't know that i was happy with his quick turnaround redemption so here's the thing with him is and i think they were trying to like hint at him having ptsd because of when they like zoom in on him and he has to like make a decision and stuff and Mm -hmm. um you kind of hear like the white noise when they like zoom right. in on his face or whatever. Right. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm talking myself into it <laughs> if they do it a certain way, because I kind of like the idea of him thinking he's the good guy and not realizing he's with the bad guys. He's with, me. I think that's interesting. I, all right. All right. I'm fine I think that's with an that. interesting route for them to go with him. It's just like, is that what they're going to do? Yeah, I just I think I would have liked a flash to some news media being like, oh, is that so and so who killed the guy? Is that you know, right? Like he just, just seemed go, like, like too easily. What was weird is that he just like goes up and like start, yeah. goes to talk to the cameras, too, after he just like got kicked yeah. out of being Captain America. It's like, like okay, that was I'm weird. back now. I, right. I noticed that like when. Sam is done with his speech and he goes over and he nods at Walker and he goes over to Bucky and Walker like goes up, like he's going to go talk to the GRC people. It's like, yeah. oh, no, you not, just not, got, you don't get to do thrown that. Thrown out. Uh-huh. What? He just killed a bunch of people, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't think like his actions at, you know, helping stop the flag smashers was like that redeeming. But that's just me. I concur. Yeah, I think. That but I am I, I am excited to see because do you, do you think that we are trending toward the Thunderbolts? I do think we're trending towards the Thunderbolts. Um, I you know I believe everything happens for a reason in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe, and this just strikes me as uh, too perfect a setup. Like they're obviously this doubt. is their plan. This is where they want to go. This is what they're doing. My question is, how? What are they going to do next? Like the next installment is crucial because we're done here. Essentially, we're done for a year. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I it doesn't look like we're getting a season two because I guess we will. Well, let's let's save this for a minute because it'll be part of our Mm -hmm. rolling or trolling. Okay. Um, Put Let's, it on pause. We're gonna put that on pause. Let's talk about um, Bucky. Yeah, his storyline gets uh, a closed loop. He goes definitely. and confesses to uh, his friend that he killed right. his son. 
I, um, I got to tell you, I, and I know like the politics and, and the, the impassioned speeches that were given, uh, but I got to tell you, I think the person best served in this series was Bucky. Like, yeah, I thought that he was character was believable, vulnerable. Um, he was, even though, like, uh, you know, the, the Falcon comes back and is the, the, the Captain America now and has this awesome suit, I'm still watching Bucky Barnes. Like, he's still doing things subtly and just so interesting on camera like i yeah. just really feel They've like done a that really, character was really better served. great job with that character and sebastian stan has done a really great job with him too i oh, thought yeah. he was great all season um i think the stuff i really enjoyed everything going on with the falcon i think and like the suit is cool it's a little you know puffy but it's yeah. cool yeah um but like and that's not a knock on Anthony Mackie because he's right. like a fit person. I just mean like the costume seems a little like padded, like he's, yeah. um, which where I feel like it doesn't need to be. But I don't know. Anyways, I'm not like a fashion critic here. I'm not gonna <laughs> one, but like I I liked everything leading into it until like I f- really feel like this episode everything going on with him like I get what they were trying to do and I like what they were trying to do I was with it all season but right. I feel like it was way too on the nose I agree what they were doing it was just like and this is why we're doing this and just right. let me explain it- every reason point by point yes. why we had this storyline and sh- it didn't give us anything to do Right, they like, told instead yes, of showed. Exactly, right? they spoon fed it. Yes. Whereas Bucky, like, I'm thinking about that. That gave me something to do while I was watching the episode. Right. Like, oh, he must feel this way. Or, you know. Like, I agree with everything they did with Sam. Oh, I just, course. I think there was a better way to do it. Like, I liked that storyline. I liked the idea of like how difficult it is for him to be, you know, Captain America. Definitely. I like the idea of him making, you know setting up a place for isaiah bradley at the museum and like everything like i think there's definitely a place for that but like i just think i I don't i think they missed the mark with um how they showcased that i feel like they tried to they they realized they ran out of runway with it is what that's a good they just ran out of runway with it and yeah they they were like oh shoot we're almost at the let, let's just tie this all together right and try to wrap a bow on it on something that like needed more time which i completely agree i completely concur but i mean as we draw to the to the end i did like that it transforms at the end from falcon and the winter soldier to captain america and the winter soldier yeah yeah like, i just I really kind of that. really enjoyed that yeah, I thought I thought that was a really nice touch. I I thought that yeah. was like that was awesome. That like a little thing like that was enough. Yes, you know they didn't have to be so heavy handed. Agreed with with what they were doing with Sam in this episode, because like there were other things like that example that they did perfectly, perfectly well. Um. So I guess uh, last 
I, I think the last thing we have to talk about for, for this show was the, um, the end credit scene. Oh yeah. We kind of touched on it a little bit with Sharon Carter and she gets her full part in and she's going to be back at her old position. Um, and as Sharon Carter is leaving her hearing, cause apparently everyone has a hearing and they're the only ones who leave and everyone else just stays and hangs exactly, around yeah. for a little bit. They have more Not to talk really about. Um, yeah. And she intends to use her access to basically sell government secrets and resources. And we don't know who she's talking to on the phone. Right. We don't, which kind of uh, gave me the idea that maybe she's not the power broker. That maybe, maybe there's she's like a li- liaison yes. to the power broker. Like she's the red herring. She's you the know? front man. Yes. For the power broker i kind of got that feeling at the end credits until the end credits i'm like oh she's a power broker i'm in then that happens and i'm like well who would she be talking to like that if not a more powerful person mm-hmm. um so that was my takeaway from that a great setup i'm very interested to follow that thread but the very last thing i'll say about the whole episode is you know, and and you, I agree with you. Your comments were probably their worst episode. And would you agree? Had the least amount of Baron Zemo in it, didn't it? Okay, that was what I was going to say. We didn't right? talk about Baron Zemo. He's really the last thing we need to talk about because we yep. forgot about him. Um, he does get a, a big W. Yep. In this episode, because he makes sure there are no more super soldiers. Um, by having his his poor old butler blow them yeah. up, sending his like eighty five year old butler, who should be retired, like let the man retire. Right, poor guy. He's going on a, a mission to assassinate a All bunch of supers. super soldiers. Right. Um, but it succeeds. It. And spectacularly, he's, he's on the raft just pulling some strings, I guess. Um, so good for him. Nice he, appearance of the raft again. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and he does, doubt. he gets his big W, but it just goes to show what an interesting person he was that the episode without him suffered. I, I mean, I would say like if you had to rank like the big winners, yeah, in this from this show. I I would have to I mean you have to make number one Sam just because he's Captain America now. Certainly. Like that's huge and he's gonna have his own franchise now and stuff like that. And then I think Absolutely. it's a tie between Bucky and Zemo. Zemo just was like a shining star of this season. Yeah, without a doubt. He was so great. I enjoyed every moment he was on screen. I shining him. star. Yes. No, that's a fact. He was absolutely the, the one of the most interesting things on screen. Um, so I think this will be a good transition into rolling or trolling. Let's do it. Because Captain America 4 is officially in Ooh. the works with Anthony Mackie to headline and the showrunner for Falcon and Winter Soldier to write. So they're not doing a season two. It doesn't look like maybe they'll still do season two, but they are officially making a Captain America 4 film. Well, see, that's very interesting. That's interesting because we are now without um, our, orig- our, our original Captain America 
Evans, Chris Evans. Yep. Anthony Mackey's going to headline. I'm curious the fit, the story, because now that is what, like, what's the next big bad we're setting up? Because what we've seen so far, including uh, WandaVision and this series, like maybe there's still Mephisto hanging out in the background. Maybe there's some uh, super bad guy magic thing going on. But so mm-hmm. far, both series have really been just bureaucracy. Like the dangers of yeah. the government going wrong, which is fine, but not really. Not, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm tuning in for two hours to, for a movie putting my money up to be like tell me why the government's bad i i I don't know like i don't know i need i need the film like the the films have to be pushing forward the big bad agenda what's the next thanos where are we going yeah yeah but at the same time like the thing about the captain america movies Mm -hmm. were that they weren't really setting up big bads those movies you had the first one that dealt with the cosmic cube right right obviously that tied in but then you had winter soldier nothing to do really kind of bureaucracy too somewhat bureaucracy yeah Yeah. absolutely you had winter soldier and you had civil war were the other two captain america movies but you don't get civil war without winter soldier because that sets up the divide between the two correct I mean, I follow, but, you, but, but like those aren't like, oh, we're setting up for the larger, uh, like the larger right, big right. bad. You know what I mean? And those are kind yeah. of more self-contained. And really, they've only hit like one Captain America villain, maybe two. You have Zola and you have True. Red Skull. But like True. in those movies, like obviously you get the major storyline, the Winter Soldier. But like, there's a ton of. I, I would imagine there's a bunch of other people that you could now tie yeah, into pull for, out of the, like you know, you know from hydra people to yeah. like you still have you know we're still thinking that um you know julia louis dreyfus like she is a madam hydra in the comics we don't know if she is in this in the mcu but she is in the comics like you could have uh i mean you could have a whole there, bunch of people that, you could have a whole bunch that of people haven't been used yet that would fit and you need to do, yeah, you need to do something that brings it to the modern times. Like, you know, there's the corporation, which is essentially like big business and, and these groups, criminal organizations that come together, kind of form this one villain, uh, villainous group that called the corporations, like the syndicate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's, di- there's things that can be done. We're kind of like, you're, you're beyond the, the Nazis of it all and the, yes, the Hydra you without do. a doubt. But there's there's some fun things. There's Dr. Faustus, uh yes. the Druid, you know, you we've seen Flag Smasher now. Um Hate Monger, which is a clone uh, of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. That would be a fun one. Just to see how they the, handle the it. Serpent Society. Yes. Is a big like, one where ways- you have all the villains that are there head headed up by Hydra. And there's just a bunch of, you know, uh, there's a bunch of villains within that that yes. that would fit and work. Um, I'm I'm reading right now. I actually w- had read a little. Um, 
I did the full Civil War run. Okay. Recently, and nice. I just um, I'm about halfway through the run of after it's the death of Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sam Wilson is heav- heavily featured, but in this one, it's Bucky who becomes captain this is when bucky takes the mantle and that is all like red skull is behind it his he's got his daughter i think she goes by sin you have crossbones you have dr faustus like you mentioned an interesting thing um you have another guy that i forgot his name but he's in charge of like a big corporation like you're talking about like there's other stuff that now can be you have the serpent society that are involved like there's a a bunch of people that are now involved just in this one storyline like that could be interesting which is fine but they've got to do a good job of picking who the leader is going to be like you could throw in three things but yeah you need you need the right without a doubt without a doubt um moving on yes sony Ah. has reached a huge licensing deal with Disney Plus. Okay. Um, so just to kind of like explain. Yeah. Explain. I was just going to say that I feel like Sony's whole life now is just licensing deals and yeah. figuring out so, what they can do to stay alive. So essentially what's going to happen is... First, Sony set their deal with Netflix, where yes. right now what happens is Sony, when it's when a Sony movie is done with its theatrical run, it then goes to stars for however many months. Okay. Now, instead of stars, it's going to go direct to Netflix. Nice. Okay. It'll go to Netflix for uh, however long it is for a. I think it's what is it? It's a it says it's an 18 month exclusive window for okay. Sony films. Okay. For new Sony films. All right, I like it. Then after that 18 months, the film goes to Disney Plus. Now that's an interesting move. So there are two autonomous groups, three now autonomous done, Sony uh, Netflix yes. Disney. I'm going to roll with this because then you get three bites at the apple. Like I get to watch it on Netflix. And not only that, but all the previous Sony movies will be right. on Disney plus as well. So anything that wasn't a recent theatrical release. So like all the old spite, the original Spider-Man's the Tom Holland, Spider-Man's you're even going to get like, I think some Jumanji in there and like Ooh. other stuff will go to, one of the Disney owned properties. So a Disney plus a Hulu oh, and FX, things like it. that. I'll allow it. I like this idea. This was a big, a big deal. And it's nice to see that partnership working because that is very important when it comes to Spider-Man. Yes. Which let's, cause that's now their tentpole. Let's yes. get that out to the public as soon and quickly as possible. And you know what? Like, let's get all of the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus. Can we just do that? It's okay that Sony is still involved. Do, yes. That's fine. But like, let's put it all in one place so that we could just watch it all in one place. I concur. Um, last bit of Marvel news: Amelia Clark ah. has been cast in the Marvel Disney Plus series Secret Invasion. In an okay. unnamed role, 
joining Samuel L. Jackson, Ben mm-hmm. Mendelson, and recent additions, Kingsley Benadir and Olivia Coleman, Oscar winner. Oh, Oscar winner. I will roll with that based solely off the cast. How about you? Oh, yeah, I'm rolling with it. The, yeah. We're getting the, um, the Dragon Queen. Dragon Queen. Daenerys. And I got to tell you. Daenerys in the Marvel you, Universe. Have you watched The Crown? I have not. I, have I, not. Have, I hear good things, but I haven't yes. watched it. I have zero use for the royals. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't have time to expend on the royals. <laughs> but I tuned into the show and Olivia Coleman, I think, is doing an amazing job. Like she, I became an Olivia Coleman fan. Also, uh, your suggestion to me, she's in as well. Yes, she is. She's very, so, she's very funny in it. Yeah, I, I've come to enjoy her quite a bit. Um, yeah, she does a good job. I'm rolling with I. It's making me more and more excited looking at the names that are going to be yeah. associated with that show and being like, what are they going to do with this? <laughs> this looks like it's going to be good. It does look like it's going to be good. Um, lastly, a quick rolling or trolling this week. Okay. Joe Taslam, who played, and uh, pardon me if I pronounce yes. your last name wrong, he plays Sub-Zero in the recent Mortal Kombat. Very nice. He has said that he's signed on for four more films in the chance that the franchise succeeds. Well, okay. I will say this, and I'm very curious, because you've seen it. I've yet to see it yet. I so I'm curious it, yes. your opinion. But I am rolling with this because I like it when an actor respects what's going to make them a star. Uh-huh. So I don't know this guy from Adam. But when I see the movie, he's going to be Sub-Zero to me now. And anything he does after this, I will have... I will have come to him through Sub-Zero. So the fact that he's willing to sign on sight unseen to four mm-hmm. more movies, good for you. That's perfect. I, I applaud it. I think that's the way it ought to be. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I will say I will not give any spoilers for mm. Mortal Kombat because I know you haven't seen it yet. And maybe we'll, Indeed. since we'll be without a television show to talk about for a couple weeks. True. Maybe we can discuss Mortal Kombat next week. I like that um, idea. I enjoyed myself. Oh, okay. I enjoyed Very it. interesting. Yes. Um, let's, let's talk about our suggestions. Let's do it. From this past week. Neil, you watched we- the television show Fleabag. I did indeed. I watched a futile and stupid gesture. Yes, you did. What do you want to start with? Let's start with, if you don't mind, let's start with Fleabag. Let's do it. Okay. Fleabag, I completed the series. I binged the entire series. Okay. I binged the entire series. Um, This one... I will say to the public that this is the best show you've recommended to me since new girl. Okay. Like 
you were like, you should check out New Girl. And I was like, I wasn't in. I was like, New Girl, what is this going to be about? Zoe Deschanel yeah. gets on my nerves sometimes. Binge the whole series. I started watching Fleabag. And in the first, it's like 40 seconds, they had me hooked. It was ridiculous, raunchy. I liken it to, if I was going to do a double feature and say, if you're watching Fleabag, you should supplement Fleabag with this uh, show. I would say watch um, Shameless. Okay. The Gallagher's and Shameless. I think they go perfectly together. Um, Shameless is, as it's aptly named, like they really lean into the filth and the horror, like hard. Right, 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 right. Um, Fleabag has hysterically funny moments cut in with some some heart-wrenching stuff, but it doesn't beat you over the head with it. No. I like that. Um, it's just like, oh, that was an interesting reveal. What happened to her friend and what went on yeah. there and all that. Um, loved it. Olivia Coleman plays uh, her godmother who becomes her stepmother and who's like this wacky artist. And mm-hmm. I just think she's genius. She's brilliant. She really is. Oh, they have, she does like this whole art exhibit on her sex life and calls it a sex edition or whatever it is yeah um it's 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 genius like the whole show is just very very funny don't watch it with your underage family members um excellent excellent recommendation all actors firing on all cylinders dry english humor um and gone like i was sad because i I was like oh i could i could watch more of this it's so quick yeah It's, it's so, so quick because they're only half hour episodes. Oh. You fly through them and there's only like, what, eight episodes a season or something like eight, that? Eight episodes a season. And only two seasons. The good thing about it is, and it shows the success, I am going to watch um, Crashing, which is her like second series, her, her next thing. Okay. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. So I'm in. I liked her on Graham Norton. I like her in this show. That's Excellent. right excellent recommendation i recommend it to the public and it's i feel like that was also a great show and segue into your recommended or my recommendation for you because it's the same kind of humor yeah it definitely is um i think like it's what I watched was interesting because it gives you like a behind the scenes look yeah. into yeah. the the comedic writing process, right? Definitely. Even though like this is a fictionalized version, like you get an idea of what someone like a Phoebe Waller Bridge is Go like through. behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Um, maybe not as you know ridiculous, not as ridiculous, but. Um, I enjoyed a futile and and stupid gesture. I awesome. thought it was really interesting. Oh, um, I felt like one. I was surprised by the amount of people in it. There were yeah. no like a listers in this movie, but there were a lot of people that you knew and recognized. That's a great way to say it. It it was not star studded. 
but I think it was like a money ball like team. B list studded. Yes. Everybody Every, was like, just working perfectly. Yeah. There was no A list talent, but everyone was, every character was played by someone that you recognized. Absolutely. And it, it kept you engaged because not having a star didn't take you out of it, right? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Without like a doubt. if you, yeah. you know, if, if Tom Cruise showed up all of a sudden, you'd be like out of it watching Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like that would be a little, that would be weird. That yeah. would be weird. It would be hard to disconnect. Now, disconnect. I will say there were some people that, because they're playing real life people. So there were sure. some that, like, I didn't get the portrayal. Okay. Okay. Like, who? Like, who? But really, the biggest one, like, I am a big fan of Joel McHale. Yeah. I did not, like, he was Joel McHale. Like, I don't. I didn't see he played Chevy Chase, but yeah, I didn't, you didn't like. Like, his he Chevy wasn't really Chase. doing like even in, in, an impression of him. Okay. I I just okay. didn't think that that was a great Chevy Chase. I thought probably the yeah the weakest link. I, you know, and and he filmed that at the same time as Community, right? Which he stars which, alongside like, that's Chevy. Obviously, Chase. why he was probably chosen because sure. he gets a, a lot of his mannerisms and stuff like that. I'm sure. Oh but yeah. He wasn't really like he seemed like he was just Joel McHale pretending to be Chevy Chase. He didn't seem like he was Chevy Chase. If that makes sense. Like I thought that, that was a very weird um, portrayal of, of him. Uh, everyone else was, was pretty good. I mean, even you know who I thought was doing a nice, like an interesting, like subtle um, job, but like a really good job was the guy who portrayed Bill Murray. Okay. Which at first See, you might be like, I, I don't get him as that, but then he exactly. does like these little things uh-huh. that are like, oh, I see Bill Murray in there, like there. All right, right I there. Could... Oh, I saw. I just saw Bill Murray. That was just Bill Murray. Like he doesn't physically really look like Bill Murray, which right. might take you out of it. Which maybe did a lot for why I felt like Joel McHale didn't fit as Chevy because he doesn't look like him at all. Um, but there were at least like portions of his performance that with the Bill Murray character that were very like spot yeah. on Bill Murray. This is how he would do a delivery. This is how <laughs> he would speak. This is how he would stand like stuff. Like when that. he was singing at that one point. Yes. That was yes, definitely the singing was, was yeah. him. Uh, absolutely. Um, Will Forte was great. Definitely. It was a great job. Um, it's a really interesting story. I didn't know his story at all. I had no idea. Sure. Um, this uh, Doug, the Douglas main Kenny. Doug Kenny, yeah. Doug Kenny. Um, I did not realize that he. Uh, spoiler alert! But it's right. not because it happened in real life. He died. Yes. That was that was pretty crazy to me. Um, and the way he died. The way he died, which they yeah. like presumed he fell, but they also think he may have jumped. And the line that's that's said in the movie was actually said in real life. Right. Is he he fell off a cliff looking for a better place to jump. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Like that yeah. was like the the joke that his, his friend made to like make it a little lighter. I thought that was very Which, funny. If you um, you know if you like the description of Doug Kenny, he probably would have loved that. He would have line. loved that line. He would have yeah. loved that line because he treated. He did not take anything serious. Nothing. He treated nothing, nothing serious, which was 
which ended up being why he was so successful and at the same time why he was a yeah, failure was. In, in many ways too um why he struggled um respect i, I think yeah. it was interesting to see like the the only thing that i felt like they didn't really do is bridge like the the movie with the ending if that makes sense like i get he was okay. kind well, of the, like you the, could yeah. kind of see like where he was kind of going down the path of possibly jumping off a cliff but i didn't right. really like that caught me by surprise like really would he have really like I, I don't think they left enough well breadcrumbs to to the ending to that get you there okay yeah to get me there that would be I my only criticism i think i think that of, makes of sense movie. i the other thing was to me like apart from enjoying the film like why you know watching the making of all these things i like and, and getting this story i didn't know like the fact that national lampoon started at harvard yeah you know and then and then transitioned into magazine um and also how Saturday Night Live was really poaching, born. yeah, from poaching there. from them, yeah, that was interesting. Straight poaching, and the thing, yeah, him ahead. thinking that Caddyshack was a huge, huge failure, yes, is crazy considering it's regarded as one of the best comedies of all time. Of all time, yeah, that so it just proves like that artist mentality, but. It also showed like one of those Hollywood stories um, like they talk about when Natalie Wood died on that ship, you know, and her husband, Robert Wagner, was there. And then for some reason, Christopher Walken was also on that yacht. Right. You know, and there's that story. And then the last guy to see Doug Kenny alive was Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah, he was on vacation. He went and visited him. One of those like just weird you know, Hollywood tales. I yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really, cause yeah. that was, that was a nice find for me one day. I was like, well, I'll yeah, that was that really out. interesting. Cause it's, it's kind of off the beaten path, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's definitely one that everyone should check out and you, you'd be surprised. So like what I was really surprised, like you mentioned, mm. were all of the stars that were connected to yes. national lampoon. So what I did, we're, we're going to have a, another list here, a top, this is, the top five stars to originate from National Lampoon. Now, wow. there is a specific order to this as well because okay. the five stars are going to be pretty apparent if you watch the movie. You're going to know right. who the five are. You just might not have the order um, that I may have. I like it. I so like it. you not only have to tell me the star, but also give me what spot you think they have in the top five. Okay. Now, let me clarify. How many of the five, how many women, how many men? There is one woman and four men. One woman, four men. be sexist. Those were the only five that I recognized in the film. Right. Okay. I'm going to say number one and one is the best obviously. Yes. One is who who is the, the biggest star. Star. I or, think uh, I guess the, I did this more of who had the most successful power. career. Career, like I agree. You, yeah, that I, that I was my my order of this. With that logic, success. I think I would have to say 
over the years up to the present day, the biggest success would be Bill Murray. Yes. Yeah. Bill Murray is that number that. one. It's undeniable. Just his lasting power. hundred percent. Without a doubt. All of the classics that he's been in. And I kind of did a, a, a little, you know, uh, a brief overview in my ranking of this list of, you know, people's IMDBs and stuff like that. Um, but yes, Bill Murray was number one on my list. I completely agree. All right. All right. So that's number one. Now, number two, slightly less successful, but born from that era. I'm assuming we're going to leave out uh, Rodney Dangerfield because he was already a success. Yes, he, he okay. is being left out. He's yes, being left out. Correct. So then under him, of that group, I don't know if you would put, I don't know if you'd go three or two. Chevy Chase? Chevy Chase is number three. Three. On my okay. List. Okay. I just said, I don't know if you'd put this one or above or below the okay. other one. Even though he died... Belushi, Belushi number is number four. Oh, because he died young, didn't list. have time to really have a career. Essentially, yes. Okay, okay. that's essentially why he's number four. It's no knock on his talent, sure, sure, and he, the impact that he had because he was definitely mm. impactful. But just because obviously he unfortunately passed before. Yeah. He could really, he was, you know, his career, uh, looking at his IMDb, it's really only like an eight year career right. in the, in the limelight on, on screen before he, he dies. Um, so Chevy Chase was three just because when I was looking at his stuff, obviously he has the, the big ones, but he really compared to number two did right. not have as many hits as I would have thought. As number two. and as much of an impact with his films as number two good gravy all right well number five must be gilda radner yes number okay. five is gilda radner and again only Died ranked at before, five yeah. because she unfor tragically passed yeah. before you know she was really able to make a huge impact on the screen. Obviously, a huge, funny. huge impact on Saturday Night Live, right. but never really had like. And I don't know if it was because she was also sick during her movie career as well. True, but she yeah. didn't really put out very many films, um, so she, didn't really get the opportunity that she could have because she would have been an absolute just smash hit. Absolutely, without a doubt, without a doubt, she. Um, but she touched the lives of two mega stars. One, her husband, who she starred in several films with, Gene Wilder. Yes. And two, because I read his book, um, she at one point was dating Martin Short. Interesting. Yeah, Martin Short, and he like he loves his wife, but he he really loved Gilda Radner, and like they had a special time. According to his, according to his book, yeah, very um, interesting. But so anyway, all right. So now all we need is number. You're missing two. number two. All we need is number. And you're two. gonna you're gonna kick yourself a little bit. I'm sure because I, he's I, not heavily featured in this movie, but he makes an right. appearance. Is it a director? He he dabbles it's, in directing. Yes, it's got to be Harold Ramis. Yes, it's got to be Harold Ramis. Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis is Ramis. number two. I, I I agree yes. with placing Harold Ramis above Chevy, Chevy. Chase. He yeah. needed to be just because 
his impact from a writing and directing standpoint yes much bigger than most uh, than a lot of what Chevy put out I mean they're close yeah because obviously Chevy his performance and his his delivery style and his comedy was so impactful but when you're putting out Ghostbusters and Groundhog Day and and you wrote Caddyshack your co-writer of Caddyshack like things like that I don't know I I I think you get a, a little bit of a leg up you get a star on the walk of fame all your own. Yeah. Many people regard groundhog day as one of the best screenplays of all time. I think groundhog day, but I'll tell you what groundhog day. We did. I don't know that that it may be a good screenplay. I don't know that it works without Murray, without Bill. Of course not. Of course not. But like that, that could easily fail. Without a doubt, without a doubt. But that is my top five list for the week. There you go. You got all five, and you came close to getting them all in order, but I put that little (laughs) caveat in there, so it made it a little bit more of a challenge this week. I like it. But I'm I'm glad you agreed with 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 the order of you know of ranking. Now, if you if you did it by talent or anything else like you're probably having a whole different discussion because you know gilda and and john belushi how do you how do you compare those five talents you know you don't you don't i mean but but like you said if you're going based off talent yeah different story because there is an argument to be made for belushi's talent and chevy's talent and i think there's an argument to be made for gilda too oh my god i mean she is probably would be the modern day. Kristen I mean, Wig. and it, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I was going to go Kate McKinnon, but you know what? You're right. Kristen Wiig. I think she probably fits that mold a little bit better. She does a little bit. She's less impressiony and more yes. characters. Characters. Exactly right. Yeah. More yeah, crazy like characters, like which Kristen Wiig didn't really do too many impressions. She did some good ones. Yeah. Um, like I love the Kristen Wiig's, um, what you call it? What's oh, the, the aliens? Um, Chris Jenner. Oh, Chris Jenner. Oh my God, it's hysterical. Her, her, I sometimes when I need a laugh, I will watch her alien abduction sketch with uh, um, what's his name from Crazy Stupid Love. I oh. Oh, um, I can't think the, uh, you know, Ryan Gosling, pretty boy, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That clip absolutely floors me every time I watch it. I know we're going on a weird, a weird, um, tangent, tangent, but the, this, the Lawrence Welk show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, with, uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, and she's they're they're the um. Oh, I was going Kate McKinnon at first, but yes, the, the, the whatever the, sisters. Yes, um, that's genius. That honestly makes me cry laughing every time I see it. It is so so funny. Anyways, a couple skits for you to, for you guys to check out. Um, Absolutely. I guess let's get into our suggestions for the week. Let's do it. I, sir, defer to you on this one. Okay, so 
I gave you a sh- well, are you in the mood for a another show or are you looking more for a uh, uh a movie? Let's, let's watch a film this week. Let's watch a film. Let's watch a film. I'm feeling uh like a like a two hour romp. I'm I'm ready to to just sit down, pop my popcorn, see what's out there. Sit down, pop your popcorn, and see what's out there. So Indeed. I have some movies on my list. Um, there's yeah. one that I'm re- weirdly trying to save for 4th of July. And you're going to be like, what? But Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I like it. Um, I'm just checking if these are, uh, if you're able to stream any of these. Um. So I here's what I'm gonna give you. Give to give, and, and I think this is this is fair because um, the Oscars were just last night. They were indeed. That that is a thing that happened. That was a thing that happened. Which maybe we can discuss our thoughts on that next week because Certainly. I have a lot of thoughts on what happened. Um. And a film won Best mm. Picture. Yeah, and I don't believe you've seen that film yet. I don't believe I have. So this is called Nomadland. Yeah. Okay. Won a bunch of Oscars. Certainly. Um, Frances McDormand. Love Frances. Won Best Actress for it. I'm ready. Chloe Zhao, who directed it, won Best Director. Good for um, Chloe. She is also the director of the upcoming Eternals movie. Okay. Um, so I'm going to suggest this for you. Not because I thought this movie was good. Mm-hmm. I it it's it's one of those where you watch it once and you don't really have to watch it again. You don't it's have a to slow do it burn. It's you know I did not think it was the best picture of the year. Okay, but I'm bold, interested bold as to what your thoughts were on, or, or what your thoughts are gonna be on this movie. So and that's I, why I'm I ready like to, to render discuss my it with thoughts. you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nomadland. Francis McDormand. It's all working for me. And that me. is on Hulu. On Hulu. Yes. All right. I have two potential suggestions for you. Okay. Both of them can be found on Netflix. Okay. I like that. I believe you've not seen either but you may have seen one okay now would you like a um turner and hooch-esque journey interesting or would you prefer a uh classic um classic era escapee film with some with some memorable uh, famous lines in it and very famous actors an escapee film an escapee film that involves escapiness uh yes it is i think just by that made up word alone i'll go with that one you'll go with escapiness because okay. that I'm intrigued to find <laughs> out what that means. I will explain. 
Okay. Have you ever seen the film Cool Hand Luke? I have seen like bits and pieces. I've never seen the whole thing through. All right. So this is it's got I'm very glad lines. that I've always wanted to watch this entire movie. Yes. So I'm very happy that this is your suggestion. Good. I'm excited that you that you're happy about it because very famous uh, movie, very famous lines, and there are actors in it you will recognize. Young, you know, they're young there, yeah, yeah. but you'll be like, oh, that's so and so. Um, and escapiness because he goes to a southern kind of chain gang jail mm-hmm. and uh, needs to escape, escape it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm going to enjoy talking awesome. about that with you next week. Awesome. Yeah. I am excited to talk about it too. Um, and I will have a, my own um, list next week. I vow. And I promise this week was, a little rough and uh, it kept me busy but i don't know if i want to make it um oscar themed okay or perhaps escapiness themed i don't know now that i'm now that i've been coined a phrase <laughs> um, but, well, but i you but let i me know, think it'll be and one of those I'll two make, i'll i'll do whichever you don't do oh okay all right all right yes awesome so we are going to have two top five lists for you next week we are going to watch cool hand luke and nomad land and we are going to have some more rolling or trolling for you unfortunately we are all done with falcon and winter soldier do we have any shows that we want (sighs) to be recapping i feel like there's not much until loki um so we're just gonna come up with some we're gonna be getting weird I think get weird with, with the next couple get real weeks until it. until we get Loki. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about some weird stuff. Maybe we'll throw in some Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah. Oh, that could have been yeah. a movie that I suggested to you, but eh. no matter. Okay. We'll, no we'll be more sophisticated in honor of the Oscars. Um, thank you guys, as always, for listening to another episode of of It Was All a Stream. We appreciate all of you and we would love it if you're enjoying the podcast that you like, subscribe, review, rate and review, wherever it is that you're listening. We are on virtually every podcast platform imaginable, including Neil's phenomenal website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued the number two the screen.com neil what do you have to say to the people stream on everybody 